Hey guys, Alex from Passive Geek here. Uh, before I start the episode, uh, we got a very fun Spider-Verse episode for you guys today. Um, just a couple of things I wanted to note. Uh, this episode was recorded on June 16th, which would make it 6-16, which would make it 616, which is the unofficial day of celebration for Marvel Comics, since the main Marvel Universe is Universe 616. Um, but definitely more importantly, a hundred times more importantly, uh, this episode is being released on June 19th, which is Juneteenth, uh, a holiday commemorating the end of slavery for black people in the United States. Um, we didn't plan it this way, but I feel like since I wanted to get it out the same week as recording to coincide with last week's uh, reveal of Spider-Man Miles Morales. Um, I felt like maybe I should say a little something about what's going on right now, uh, use our platform a little bit to talk about, you know, what's been going on in the world and how holidays like Juneteenth um, are important and they should be national holidays and there's a lot of cool people doing a lot of fucking cool stuff out in the world right now, uh, helping people, fighting for people's rights. Um, you know, I've never been one to shy away from these kinds of issues, and I have a ton of friends and loved ones that are in for these issues too. And, you know, I just wanted to say really quickly, uh, I don't want to go too much into this because I know there are a ton of amazing people who have already said so much on this topic and you know it isn't really my place to say I can use my platform to talk about these issues but they aren't my issues to be talking about if that makes any sense and if it doesn't please email me you know cap2geekshow at gmail.com but uh absolutely black lives matter um you know, the thing that happened with George Floyd holding on to, uh, holding down on his neck for eight minutes, that is unacceptable. And just so many uh, innocent black people have died at the hands of police brutality and just out-and-out racism. And, you know, that's not cool. That's not cool in this day and age. It's never been cool in any day of age. Day and age. But, you know... I have hope for this country, I have hope for this world, and I have hope that we can change the minds of the people that are the oppressors, and if not, I feel like we can, as a unit, remove them from these positions of power that they hold over all of us, honestly, but most importantly, people of color, especially people in the black community right now. Um, so, yeah, uh, Juneteenth, you know, great holiday. Um, definitely should be a national holiday. Uh, hopefully, with all the reform that's been happening lately, that happens soon. Sooner, better than later. But, uh, yeah, definitely enjoy the review. Thank you. All right, let's do this one last time. Oh, hold on, guys, I got a call. Hello? Oh, what's up, Danger? 
Hey guys, Alex here from Capacity the Geek, and I'm joined as always with Bobby and Walter. Say hey guys. Hey, hey everybody. All right, boys. So um, I'm going to preface this right now. If you guys see this on your notification screen, all five of you. Um, this is another one of our we've seen it. We just want to talk about it shows uh, joining the ranks of uh, the Simpsons movie and Mortal Kombat. Um, I'm pretty excited for this one. Uh, this one's kind of relevant right now because a uh, week before recording this was the PlayStation 5. Um, what do they call it? They called it uh, something gaming. The future of gaming. Yeah. Uh, where they basically showed off trailers for a lot of their new exclusives coming out. Uh, we can dish a little bit about that maybe after the show. But one of them in particular that caught my eye and I know caught you guys' eyes, too. Um, Spider-Man PS4 is getting a sequel. Uh, more of a .5, from what I hear, than an out-and-out -out sequel in Spider-Man Miles Morales. I can't wait because I absolutely love Spider-Man PS4. I thought it was one of the best games of this past generation. It's legitimately one of my favorite games of all time the story's moving it, the gameplay is great just everything about that game was worth the day one buy for me right definitely and i i feel essentially the same way i feel like if i didn't buy my ps4 uh, a couple years before that for crash bandicoot the insane trilogy uh spider-man ps4 would have definitely been the nail in the coffin that would have had me buy it. I might have actually bought the Spider-Man edition of the Spider-Man uh, PS4. But, uh, yeah, really happy that's getting a sequel. Um, one thing I'll say about that trailer, which I've already expressed to Bobby uh, here, but um, when it opened, I, I felt like we were getting another series that I really liked, uh, Infamous, until I saw Miles' mask. Infamous is one that I never got too into. I've played a little bit of Second Son. Second Son is the only non-Lego game that I've 100%ed. I've collected everything. I did all the side missions. I, you know, I cleaned out that game. And it's honestly one of my favorite games. I've cosplayed as Delson Rowe before. Um, so... Yeah, I really like that game. I, I would have been I would have been happy with another infamous, I, honestly. I see that coming soon. Maybe. There there's been one, you know. They're usually aren't they usually like um they're usually launch titles, yeah. right? I mean I'm pretty sure Spider Man Miles Morales is gonna be as close to an infinite an infamous experience as we're going to get. Yeah. <clears throat> At least for right now. Right. But uh, we're not talking about Miles... Uh, well, we are talking about Miles Morales. But we're not talking about the game Spider-Man Miles Morales in this episode. Uh, we're going to be talking about 2018's Smash. Just out of the ballpark, out of nowhere hit. Oscar-winning film. Sony's Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And now, let me just let you guys know. We're not fucking with you this time when we say it's a good movie. No. Even though Napoleon Dynamite did win Best Picture. Oh, and Master of Disguise. Master of Disguise. Perfection. But no, 
this is genu genuinely one of my favorite Spider-Man movies and probably one of my favorite superhero movies of all time. And me, I don't know about you guys, but Spider-Man, we probably said it in our Dark Knight uh, Returns review, but Spider-Man is my hero. He's like the one I adore the most. I have the most memorabilia of him. <laughs> Bobby has slept with my giant Andrew Garfield <laughs> cardboard cutout next to his side uh, in my room. Uh, you know, I have the movie poster from Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, yeah. I mean, Spider-Man is kind of hype for me. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man's the first superhero I ever saw from the 90s series. I think I saw that one before I saw the Batman one. And I was hooked, like, instantly as a kid. And I remember watching it up until the really screwy ending of that series. Oh, yeah. The, the, when you get spider clones, which we'll talk about it, because that ending kind of revolves around this movie, too. Yeah. It's about, hey, there's a lot of spider people out there. Um, But, yeah. And from that to... I remember watching the first Spider-Man movie in theaters, uh, loving it, and just, I kind of fell off with two and three, especially three, and then when Amazing Spider-Man came out, I really enjoyed Amazing Spider-Man. Um, Amazing Spider-Man 2, it's not perfect, but I still enjoyed it for what it was. I was so hyped for Amazing Spider-Man 2. Like, honestly, I think I saw it, like, twice in theaters. Yeah. But, like, if I wasn't just some uh, lonely college kid living alone with my parents and, like, hardly having a job, I'd probably watch it a hell of a lot more times. It Honestly, up until a couple years ago, it was my favorite Spider-Man movie. That being said, I've been... I've seen every Spider-Man movie in theaters. Typically, not not even typically, I think, yeah, uh, weekend of release. Every single one. From the 2002 being, oh, hell, I was probably seven when that came out. Um, going with my dad to see it in 2002 to uh, going to the drive-in for Spider-Man 3 where I met, uh, well, I didn't meet him, but uh, that was the first time I hung out with one of my best friends, Tyler, to... Uh, my birthday party, Spider-Man uh, 2, was my ninth birthday party. I think it came, around, came out around my birthday. I remember seeing it for my birthday. But um, even with the new ones, Civil War, uh, Homecoming, and Far From Home, which we all three saw together. Yeah. And we all were just, what the fuck at that ending? <laughs> Homecoming and Far From Home are my two favorite live-action Spider-Man movies. I can't decide whether I like Far From Home and uh, Homecoming or Spider-Verse more. Right. Because I adore what the MCU has done with Spider-Man. I think it might be the best iteration of both Peter Parker and Spider-Man brought to live action. But, man, that Spider-Verse we'll, we'll is so get, good. We'll definitely get into it, but uh, there is definitely one factor that is different with Spider-Verse and all the other Spider-Man movies. And it's not just because it's an animated movie. It's a different Spider-Man. Yeah. It's 
it's a different Spider-Man. It's the new Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Bobby, this is in your ballpark, buddy. The first Afro-Latino Spider-Man. Granted, I'm only part of that. I'm the Latino part. But, you know, Puerto Rican Spider-Man. Yay. Representation matters. Um, when did this come out? 2013. I remember still being in high school. Probably senior year of high school when the character first premiered. So I'm guessing around 2012, 2013. But uh, Brian Michael Bendis, who created the reboot of the... Um, did he do the entire Ultimate comics, or was um, he just Spider-Man? I really have to look into it, <clears throat> but I think he did the majority of the Ultimate universe. Right. Um, and I remember when they first, like, did the Miles switch, and I heard about it. Yeah. I was like, no, Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Like, you, I, I was very against, like, any sort of, I did not think anybody should be Spider-Man except Peter Parker. Right. Um, but before we get on to that, for those of you who don't know, the Ultimate Universe is, uh, shall we say, kind of the Marvel Comics' version of the MCU, where it is a modern-day retelling of these classic stories and classic characters with a modern feel. Um, Miles Morales definitely came from this universe, but also concepts that moved on to the movies and TV shows and all the other stuff came from this universe. Yeah, if anything. Probably the biggest one of this is uh, Nick Fury, uh, not only changing race to African-American, but also taking on the likeness of Samuel L. Jackson, which he later does in the Marvel movies. And uh, this point has been so popular, they've actually done it in the classic 616 universe, where it's his, it's the son of, you know, classic white Hasselhoff Nick Fury. But, uh, yeah, they, they've definitely brought in uh, the ultimate uh, version of Nick Fury, which they also brought in Coulson in that same uh, arc. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I know that the MCU, if anything, if it's a direct adaptation of anything, it the closest thing is the ultimate versions of these characters. It really depends on what character you're talking about in that one, in that situation. Um, because I'd like to think that the MCU is kind of an amalgamation of all things Marvel. Because if you're talking like that, then uh, Captain America would have been a soldier in the Vietnam War. Really? Yeah, that's what the Ultimate was. Uh, ultimate comic version of Captain America was. And also, um, here's a fun one for you. Uh, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, still siblings, but incestuous. Mm. And their father was Wolverine. And he once, he once watched them do it behind bushes. Oh, that was from the Ultimate Universe. Yeah, no, that is from the Ultimate Universe. Jesus Christ. Oh, I... that's not even the... We're, we're going to talk about some crazy Marvel Universes in this uh, movie. Well, not, not not in this movie, but in this podcast. We're going to talk about some of the crazier sides of the Marvel Universe. Uh, some that we alluded to while watching this movie. Hey, Bob? We're going to drop some bombs on you, Walter. Get ready. Oh, I love when Marvel... 
Also, the Hulk is uh, cannibalistic in the Ultimate Universe, and he once ate Logan's lower half. <clears throat> Jesus Christ! And left him to die in the desert, or in the snow. And Logan literally had to regenerate his bottom half. But yeah, the Ultimate comics got really crazy, and they got kind of realistic. I mean, there was... Uh, People stayed dead in the Ultimate Universe. I mean, some of them didn't, like Gwen Stacy. Uh, I think she was killed by Carnage, but then she came back as a clone. Which, um, speaking of death, mm-hmm. did you get a year for, for Miles Morales for me? Um, Isn't that what you were looking up? For like half a second. Oh. <laughs> One of the biggest changes in the Ultimate Universe was uh, the death of Spider-Man. 2011. In 2011, uh, they ran an arc where Spider-Man, um, first off, takes a bullet for Captain America. Really? Yeah, he takes a bullet for Captain America, and uh, he's already kind of hurt by that. But uh, he gets attacked in his home by, I think there was Electro, Vulture, Sandman, um, Doc Ock. Well, I think Doc Ock was originally with them, but he, like tried to save Spider-Man because he had a change of heart but ended up dying. And uh, Green Goblin, which, as you saw in this movie, is actually kind of accurate where he is this big kind of Hulk-like monster. Yeah. But he doesn't have wings, as he does in Spider-Verse. But, um... So anyway, uh... Peter dies. Mm -hmm. And, uh... I think he takes Norman with him, so Green Goblin does die in that confrontation... And, uh, it's set up a little bit, not really, like this, uh, like the movie. I mean, uh, there, there's a kid named Miles at the end, and you see him, uh, with kind of a Spider-Man getup like he has in this movie, um, where it's just a Halloween costume of Spider-Man that he tries to, uh, you know, he uses, um... But people say that it's in poor taste, and he decides to eventually upgrade to the suit that he has now, which is a very striking black and red suit. Um, it really evokes the uh, symbiote suit, but Peter's had some black suits in the past. Yeah. Like, I remember there was an arc where he really liked the black suit, I think, because Black Cat was saying, oh, well, that's really sexy or whatever. So he started wearing the black suit, but it kind of traumatized Mary Jane. So uh, he stopped wearing it because of that, yeah, where it was just a cloth version of the black suit, not the actual Venom symbiote. Yeah, I know there are some famous arts where he's wearing the black suit the entire time. Like uh, one of the graphic novels I have, which I have to break into, and it's a monster, uh, Craven's Last Hunt. Oh, yes. Craven's Last Hunt, is, he's entirely in uh, the black Spidey suit. Is that the cloth one or is that Venom? I'm not sure. I think it's the cloth one, because didn't Venom not become a thing till the 80s? Craven's Last Hunt was in the 90s. I thought Craven's Last Hunt was 70s. No. If anything, later than that. When was Craven's Last Hunt, Bob? Craven's Last Hunt was... 87. So, it might have been around the same time. It might have been before, yeah, because I think Venom was 90? I don't know. We keep bringing up that we have we do research for this show, folks. But the thing is that we keep bringing up talk topics that we haven't done research for yet. 
Really? Craven's Last Hunt was 87? Wow. It looked like it's such a modern comic. I mean, 87 is, uh... Somewhat modern, yeah. Somewhat modern. Way after Walter's time. Yeah. So, the symbiote suit was first introduced in The Amazing Spider-Man number 252 in May of 84. Okay. But his first full appearance wasn't until The Amazing Spider-Man number 300 in May of 88. Yeah. I knew they took some time off. We don't need to go into Venom because I feel like eventually... Have you guys seen the Tom Hardy Venom movie? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we don't actually have to do that for the show. We can mention it here because... Uh, you guys saw the post credit scene where it was the scene from this movie where, yeah. Okay, so I don't need to explain that one, but, um, yeah. But we're not talking about Venom or Craven. Craven wasn't in this movie, was he? No. He hasn't been in a movie, and I think that's kind of a shame. I think he was going to be slated to be in that uh, team up that they were teasing in the. Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. But uh, that didn't go through. But, like, last little thing, I think he'd be perfect for the next uh, MCU Spider-Man movie. That's what I'm hearing. That uh, That's what people are saying. He might be doing that. Um, because yeah. with how the last one ended, it would be perfect to have someone hunting him. Right. So, Miles Morales. Uh, Bobby, you said the term Afro-Latino earlier. Um Oops. Half black, half uh, Puerto Rican. Uh, teenage kid going back to uh, being a teenager. I know that. Um, who was the comic book artist? Or not uh, the comic book writer who said this, but um, I think it was Bendis. But Bendis always liked the idea of Spider Man being a teenager. And eventually, you know, so many years pass on people are gonna say oh he's always a teenager i mean comic books do progress it's not like the simpsons where everything is still like oh you know comic book characters they, they've said it it's marvel time where it's just as much time progresses as they need it to progress but if no time needs to progress they don't progress at all but oh excuse me um, but yeah, eventually you are going to have to have a grown up Peter Parker, which has been the norm in the, and uh, in the MCU, which has been the norm in the 616, uh, for the longest time now. I mean, even seventies and eighties, we were, ha we had out of high school, uh, Peter Parker. And that's part of the reason why there was, uh, the ultimate comics is because Bendis wanted to bring Peter Parker back to high school. And uh, Peter Parker was that high school Peter Parker. Uh, well, yeah, that makes sense, right? He was that high school kid all the way up until his death in the Ultimate Comics. And, um, yeah, they bring in an even younger kid now, Miles Morales, uh, gets has a very similar origin story to Peter Parker gets bitten by a radioactive spider. He has some different powers. He has the Venom Strike, which is kind of like this conductive electricity-like move. And uh, he can also go invisible. But other than that, he basically has the super strength, super healing, uh, wall-climbing abilities as Peter Parker did as Spider-Man. And um, he was the Spider-Man of 1610 for the longest time. And uh, we'll talk about it when we get into the movie, but 
there are arcs like the Spider-Man arc, which I feel uh, this movie takes a lot from. And I feel like the opening of the movie until they get or not the opening of the movie. Well, kind of the opening of the movie. Uh, let me say the opening of the movie where it's Miles being normal all the way up until I would say um, Spider-Gwen shows up at Alchemex. So like the third time he meets her when she's actually in the Spider-Woman suit, which I believe in the comic she's actually called Ghost Spider, but I think in her reality she was called Spider-Woman. But uh, yeah, I believe all the way up to there, it is kind of a play on the Spider-Man arc, which if you guys don't know the Spider-Man arc, uh, basically 616 Peter Parker, it was with Mysterio, not Kingpin, but he gets teleported... It, teleported transported he gets sent to the 1610 dimension which is the ultimate comics universe um after peter parker died uh and miles morales was trying to figure out how to be spider-man uh i don't even think he had his web shooters at that point in spider-man i think that's where he gets the web shooters and um that kind of brought in a link between peter parker and miles morales and, uh, you know, Aunt May gets closure, uh, Mary Jane gets closure. And I honestly feel like that arc is kind of, um, I, I feel like they do that arc in this movie, in the point that I said. Yeah. And then the rest of it is uh, the Spider-Verse arc, which happened in the 2010s, where uh, we get to meet, like, Penny Parker and all the Spider-Man are coming together and they did another one, Spider-Pocalypse, which featured the 2014, uh, no, not the 2014, the PS4, um, Spider-Man. Wow. And, uh, I saw this thing on Reddit. Um, there's a scene where, uh, PS4 Spider-Man meets Miles, the main Miles, which, um, has been aged up. I know that, and uh, we'll talk about how he got, well, we'll say it now, he got melded into the 616 universe when the Ultimate Universe collapsed. Um, basically, just another, I think they called it Secret Wars, right? Yeah. yeah. Again, but uh, the universes all came into one another. It, it, it's comic books, folks. It's uh, a little confusing, but... Um, and didn't they originally have uh, Peter Parker retire? After the universes collided? Or was that like every other superhero? Because... I know the Fantastic Four were gone for a bit. That was just a power play from, from Marvel to Fox. Oh, yeah. Um, but I know Tony Stark either died or left. I think he died and became a hologram and we had Ironheart for a bit. Yeah. But I think that's a different arc. Because it was... It was the whole thing with all new, all different Marvel when they changed the right. literally everything. But Secret Wars was not part of that. I think that was part of Marvel now. And I know, I think that um, the whole Tony Stark, Ironheart thing came with Civil War Two, and oh, not this. Jeez, Civil War Two. That was yeah. That was a success. I think that was the thing where, like, in the first Civil War, Captain America died, and in Civil War Two, Iron Man ended up dying. Yeah. But um, but I know a lot of those replacements were very poorly received. Yeah, but then they call that like Marvel Legacy, where because it's like uh, 
what happened was all new, all different Marvel got a lot of fan backlash for replacing literally. I don't even know how many. I know they replaced Iron Man, they replaced Hulk. Thor. Thor. And then they were like, oh, Marvel Legacy, where it's the ones that you know and love, and then you've got all new, all different Marvel. And then I think, like, the all new, all different Marvel just weren't selling anymore. They weren't doing well, so they just went back to normal. Right. As much as I have been a comic book fan, um... I just always hear that we are constantly on a steady decline in sales and just fan, I would say, interaction because not a lot of people read comics anymore. Yeah, and the – oh, what's that Marvel app? I I pay 10 bucks a month into it and barely use it. Uh, Marvel Universe? Uh, Marvel Comics Unlimited. Marvel Unlimited. Yeah. I think – I think Marvel steering into that mm-hmm. would be the logical next step. Yeah. And instead of waiting to put the stuff on there, maybe putting it on there with instead of like a year's delay, like maybe two months. Yeah. But um, my favorite thing about that is that it used to be called the Mar- Marvel Digital Comics Unlimited. So it would be Marvel DCU. So kind of an <laughs> F you to DC. <laughs> but um, – yeah, uh, no, but what I wanted to say in Spider Geddon, PS4 Spider Man meets the current version of uh, the, not the current, the modern, uh, not the modern, what's the word? The main version of Miles Morales, and is like, uh, oh, I know a Miles back then, uh, back home, and um, you're really cool. And he's like, uh, oh, yeah, I'm sure your Miles is pretty cool too. And uh, he's like, oh, that's a nice outfit. Uh, so basically what it's saying is that Miles in Spider-Man, Miles Morales, is going to get his costume inspired by – is going to get his costume inspired by the main comics version of Miles Morales, which is actually pretty cool. I, I do kind of like that um, that integration. But uh, we've talked a lot about Spider-Mens, and we've talked a lot about a different about different Miles Moraleses. Um, oh, one more. Uh, Miles Morales was. I've heard differing stories, but I've heard he's either been conceived uh, in homage to either Obama or Donald Glover. I think it was Donald Glover because I know Donald Glover was attached to play him for long. He was not. That's Shaq Donald for Spider-Man. He was not. He. Uh, I actually listened to his stand-up special today. He. Uh, they. Uh, I don't know what it was. It was something on Twitter or whatever where someone was like, uh, you know, they're moving all this Spider-Man stuff around. You know, it, it's been a while. This is like, I want to say, after. Uh, after Spider-Man 3, definitely, I want to say somewhere around 2011, maybe 2010, uh, where he was still working as a writer on 30 Rock. Mm-hmm. But um, he obviously still did, like, stand-up, and I think he was on Community. When did Community go till? Uh, community went until... Am I, you see, I don't, I, I don't count the Yahoo season. But right. Well, I, I, what I meant is, um, 
Am I right in that time frame with uh, Community 2010, 2011 starting? 2009 was when yeah. it started. So he definitely had some notoriety with uh, Community, and he was a writer on 30 Rock. But anyway, he saw a message board where um, people were saying they should change up Spider-Man for the next movies. They should make him, you know, African-American. And then somebody did that photoshopped image of Spider-Man of uh, Donald Glover in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man suit and he shared it and um, you know um, if you want to look up his stand-up on that it's it's actually really funny um, oh, it's on Netflix it is on Netflix it's Donald Glover's weirdo but if you just want to look up the clip on YouTube that's good too but anyway uh, he wasn't he was never attached to play Spider-Man he just uh, speculated that it would be really cool and led to that joke campaign Donald for Spider-Man. He never thought he was going to get Spider-Man, but he just wanted to, you know, have a little fun with that. I mean, but he did kind of get Spider-Man. I was about to say, he did play Miles Morales in Ultimate Spider-Man, the TV show. Oh. Yeah. But, uh, and he also plays Aaron Davis in the MCU, which we'll talk about Aaron Davis in this episode. <laughs> but uh, Into the Spider-Verse, uh, executive produced by Chris Lord and Phil Miller. Uh, Lord and Miller, boys, how do you guys feel about Legos? Legos are neat. I'll admit, I still have not watched all of the Lego movie. Oh, I love the Lego movie. They directed it, that's why I was talking about Legos. That's why I brought up the Lego movie. Yeah, I I thought the Lego movie was really, really good. Yeah, and uh, also the 21 Jump Street movies, both of them. Oh my god. They did those movies, Lord and Miller. Um, oh my god, they're so funny. And another movie we all saw together, boys, Solo, a Star Wars story. They, I don't want to talk about that. They were originally the directors until uh, Ron Howard moved listen, into the listen, spot. I saw Solo twice, and both times I only enjoyed it because I got to be with my friends. And also Donald Glover was in it. Yeah. Um, and Darth Maul. I wasn't, Darth Maul. I wasn't there when you guys saw it. because I I you had, went with us. No, I had to work. Oh. So Robert and I saw it, I think, a day or two after. What did we all see with my cousins? Did we go see a movie with my cousins that summer? No. I think I think the times where you guys did that, I was working. Oh, uh, okay. But yeah, um, solo. That was that movie existed. <laughs> yeah. But um Also, the first theatrically released, I want to say. No? Yeah? The first animated Spider-Man movie. Like, unless it's something with, like, the TV shows, but this would be the first animated Spider-Man movie. Yeah, I'm fairly certain it is. Yeah. I don't think when Marvel was doing their little animated universe they did anything with them. No. And... I'll say this right now. I'm a staunch Marvel fan. Um, I'm definitely on the whole make mine Marvel camp. But uh, when it comes to animated movies, DC definitely has them beat. Oh, yeah. Especially in structure and basically whatever Marvel's doing with the MCU, DC has been doing with their animated stuff for years. And I would even say in video games, but Spider-Man PS4 was that good, folks. And... You know, I know it gets a lot of hate. 
I know it gets a whole shit ton of hate. Uh, probably unwarranted hate. But, um... Especially since it's not even out yet. But a lot of people are hating on uh, Square Enix's uh, Avengers game. Oh, it looks so good, though. It does. People are saying that it looks ugly, and I don't know. And hopefully we'll get Spider-Man in that. I'm thinking that Spider-Man could be the PS4 exclusive content they were talking about. Perhaps, yeah. But the main, the main complaint I always heard... Was, oh, they don't look like the movies. They look so different. That's the point. They're not supposed to be direct adaptations of what we see on screen. Right. It's not set in the movie universe. There's no Hawkeye. There's, you know. Yeah, it's a very basic setup to start, though they said they're going to continually expand, which makes me excited to see what they could add. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, how did you guys feel about uh, when they event- when they officially announced Into the Spider Verse, and you got your first look as at Miles Morales as the main Spider Man in this movie? Were you surprised? Did you think they were going to go with the Peter Parker route? Um, I didn't know, but when I saw it, I was hyped. I thought it looked really cool. I loved the animation style. I remember it took a while for it to grow on Bobby. Like, I still will say that I silently screamed because Miles Morales. Yeah. Yeah. I I just remember you not being thrilled about the animation style. I, at first, like, especially with the teaser, I'll admit the animation to me was ugly. But over time, like, the more that I saw of it, the better it got. Right. Yeah. I was... I was I was on board before the teaser when they were when they said oh an animated Spider-Man movie I was like that could be perfect I was so ready for that especially when I heard Lord and Miller were gonna have involvement in it yeah and um, I was pretty hyped um, when they first showed the logo for the animated Spider-Man movie and it was red and black I knew it was gonna be Miles and uh, I knew that they were talking about like there were other Spider-Men. And in the first trailer, you take that as, um, oh, that means that it's going to be a Miles and Peter movie, not that they're going to go into different dimensions and you're going to see different incarnations of Spider-Man. Yeah, that's what my first thought was, too. Oh, like that. Oh, it's got them both, which I thought that I still think that could be a really cool basis for an animated movie. Well, like I said, we got the first half of it, which is Spider-Man. Um Definitely. I, I do like how they put Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse, um, you know, arcs in this movie. I, I definitely like how they uh, intertwined with uh, an origin story for Miles Morales, which um, not a lot of people might have known that Miles Morales was a thing until this movie. Um, but, yeah, definitely. He has become a very popular character on the level of spider-man i mean it's spider-man at this point with uh spider gwen as people still call her and miles and uh silk in the comics have you guys heard of silk yes Mm -hmm. i have i know that there's been talks of a silk movie 
we'll talk about it, but Silk has been teased for Spider-Verse 2. Nice. But, um, yeah, I feel like Spider-Man at this point is basically the equivalent of the Bat family with uh, all the Robins, Batwomen, and Cat uh, Catwoman. You know, I feel like the parallel in the Marvel Universe would be Spider-Man with all these different uh, subsets, which uh, Miles Morales, now that he's in the same universe as the OG Peter Parker, goes by Kid Arachnid. I like it. Yeah, it's it's pretty nice. It's a little cringe, but I'll take it. It is. It's got... It flows. Yeah. So, um... Where should we dig in with this movie? Uh, I guess we gotta start... Where should we start with this movie? Uh... Just maybe the setup with Miles just being a kid. Being a kid at a new school doesn't know hardly anybody. Right. Bumps into um, Wanda. I don't know why she doesn't just go by Gwen. Maybe the name Gwen doesn't exist in that universe. And Gwanda does? (laughs) Don't ask me, man. Maybe she's just still trying to hide? Right. Um, yeah, but uh, Gwen... Gwen Stacy, Spider-Gwen, obviously Gwen Stacy in the 616 comics, uh, one of Peter's greatest loves other than Mary Jane. Um, you know, doesn't have the best ending, admittedly, but... Uh, no, it's one of the more tragic character endings in comics. Yeah. We'll talk about that. We will talk about that, apparently. But she's one of the two characters. It used to be three, or four even, but they brought back Jason Todd and Bucky. But one of the four characters that stay dead in comics There's Uncle Ben, Gwen Stacy, Bucky, and um, Jason Todd. And now there's only one. Uncle Ben's Ben's still not back. Yeah, I mean, in the most recent Spider-Man crossover, Spider-Geddon, there is a character named Spider-Ma'am, where it's Aunt May taking on the persona of Spider-Man. Jesus Christ, what? I'm going to throw that in the group chat if you want to talk about uh, where we said we'll talk about that, Bob. So, character deaths in comics, right? Uh Uh-huh. Have you heard of a little thing called Spider-Man Rain? No. Oh, boy. So, let me let me preface this. I graduated middle school in 2007. Yeah. I picked this comic up because my local library at the time had, like, comic omnibuses. Oh, boy. And it just so happened to be in said omnibus. So, uh... Spider-Man Reign. We see the death of Mary Jane. Oof. Would you like to hear how she dies? She gets cancer from Spider-Man's radioactive semen. Yeah. No, it's that one. Yeah. Oh, so you knew what was going on. You just didn't know what it was called. 
Jesus, is that is that the same arc where it turns out that when Stacy had fathered? No, that that was actually in the six one six. Spider Man oh Reign is God. a different universe. Wait, so so let me get this straight. It is canon. Yes. That Norman Osborn and Gwen Stacy. Yes, they had an affair, and thanks to. Norman's, um, for lack of a better term, goblin splooge <laughs> caused the children to accelerate at a faster rate, making them full-grown adults, um, becoming these kind of ninja, kind of, um, kind of, like, green goblin kind of hybrids, and then I believe they, like, disintegrate into, it, it's a very bad 90s arc. But, uh, yeah, that's actually canon. That is not Spider-Man Reign. Spider-Man Reign is a different universe, uh, kind of inspired by Dark Knight Returns, where it is an older Spider-Man. Huh. But, uh... Was it well-received? I... Take a wild guess. No. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, funny enough, Mary Jane wants kids in this movie. But, uh... uh, yeah, but there's a lot of Spider-Man in this movie. Not even just Spider-Man. There are boom, 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 three versions of Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, maybe four if you count Peter Porker. But <laughs> We always count Peter Porker. You have Chris Pine playing Peter A. Parker, which is uh, Miles' universe's version of Spider-Man uh, before he takes over the mantle. Uh and you have Jake Johnson as Peter B. Parker, which uh, is kind of – I have to do the numbers. It would be 12 years older than Peter A. Parker, uh, down on his luck, uh, definitely the most inspired by Tobey Maguire. I know they talked to him to be in this movie maybe as the Peter B. Parker role, so it was maybe going to be, um, you know – the Raimi Spider-Man as, uh, you know, coming into this universe. But, um, yeah. I, f- that- I feel like the backstory for Peter B. Parker could kind of have been inspired by, uh, oh, what was it? One More Day? Is that the one where Mephisto takes mm-hmm. How? The whole... He didn't get his... He, he didn't reveal his identity. Aunt May dies, but... At least with the whole no longer being married to Mary Jane. Right, but they divorced. It's not like the devil did that. True. Yeah. Like, maybe a slight inspiration. I feel like it's inspired more by the Raimi trilogy and how he's always down on his luck in those movies. Mainly because a lot of the imagery does evoke uh, the Raimi trilogy, like the scene where he's... You know, um, holding on to the train, uh, which one of my favorite parts in Spider-Man PS4 is when he tries that with an actual subway train. And he's like, it worked last time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I would definitely that would say that would be the one inspired by Raimi. Um, Peter A. Parker, definitely inspired by the Ultimate Universe. Uh, can't really say that he's inspired by the Andrew Garfield version of Peter Parker. For reasons. But, uh Definitely a younger Peter Parker. Um, I think they say, what, he's 26? 
need eyes. Which that would sounds about right. Which would make uh, Peter B. Parker, if we're going by years being Spider-Man, um, and let's say he gets bitten at 16, uh, that would make him about 38 in this movie, the Jake Johnson version of Peter Parker. Uh, Jake Johnson, uh, I know him from Jurassic World. He plays the He plays the really nerdy guy with the classic Jurassic Park shirt. That guy, that guy. Yeah, I cosplayed as him one year. Um, I only saw the first Jurassic World. I didn't see... Right, he was only one. in that one. Yeah. Uh, you don't need to see the second one. I. That's what I've heard. Yeah, nobody needs to see Jurassic World Evolution. Or Lost World? No. Whatever. It would, it would be Jurassic World Evolution. Because Lost World was the sequel to the first. Right, Jurassic no, no, no. Park. No, I know, I know. But, um... I don't even think it's Jurassic World Evolution. Uh, I'm pretty sure Jurassic World Evolution's the game. Yeah, right. that's what I was going to say. You're right. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. It was, yes. it was some stupid bullshit. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> woo! But anyway, um, like I said, Haley Steinfeld, uh, I know her from the Pitch Perfect movies. She is um, Spider-Gwen in this one. Uh, John Mulaney. As Spider-Ham? Perfect. It's great. I, I think, in my opinion, he steals the movie. And I think whatever network or streaming service it can be attached to, I think an animated uh, uh, Spider, Spider-Pig, Spider-Ham, Peter Parker series. Did you see the short that was attached with the digital, uh, with the release of this movie? No, and I own it on Blu-ray. Yeah, they have a they have a Spider Ham short. Nice. You should probably check that out. And see if that's uh, something that'll tickle your fancy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who it is as uh, Penny Parker, uh, created by one of my favorite people, Bobby. Probably one of your favorite people too, uh, Gerard Way. Yes. We are all not okay. Oh yeah, I promise. But um, and uh, probably the biggest name in this movie. Uh, if you think about it, um, Nicolas Cage as Spider-Man Noir. Spider-Man Noir. Oh my God! It was like when I first saw the casting, I was like, "Wait, what?" And then I saw the movie, and he was so good because he was so over the top. He he was definitely the best Cage he's been in a while. Yeah. Um. And out of the out of the the Spider People in the movie. I was most familiar with Spider-Man Noir from oh, what was that game on Spider-Man the Spider-Man: Shattered Dimension. Yes, those were some of my favorite sections in that game. Right, like it was like that game in general is really good. Yeah, but um, the the uh, Spider-Man Noir sections are really fun. Right. They remind me a lot of the Arkham games. I just realized that there is kind of a motif. Uh, with Spider-Man, where he's constantly just meeting other versions of himself. Because we have, uh, uh, so far, this movie, uh, Shattered Dimensions, um, Spider-Verse, the comic series, Spider-Geddon, the comic series. Uh, the Clone Saga. In, no. That, that was actual clones. I was meaning, like, other dimensional oh, okay, versions. okay, Yeah, but, but I don't think that's the name of it in the end of the Spider-Man animated series. But I know it might be. 
I know the comics, they call it the Clone Saga. Right, which we don't talk about the Clone Saga. No, the only thing it gave us was... Uh, ben Riley. Yes, the, that's the only cool thing it gave us, because his suit is really nice. Yeah, his suit's pretty cool. But also, I don't want him to be the true Spider-Man. No! That was the dumb thing. Um. Also, uh, Spider-Island. Yeah, okay. That was, like, different versions of Spider-Man. But, uh... Yeah, that's definitely a motif with Spider-Man is him uh, meeting alternate versions of himself. Yeah. Can't catch a break with that one. Uh, also, before we forget, uh, Shameik Moore is uh, Miles Morales in this movie. Um, I don't know him for much. Uh, but I know he's in that movie Dope that got a lot of praise. I definitely want to check that one out eventually. Uh But, yeah, um, we also have Mahershala Ali, who was Cottonmouth. Is that his name? Cottonmouth on uh, Luke Cage. Uh, and also going to be Blade in an upcoming MCU movie. Oh. Yeah, they announced that at Comic-Con last year. Yeah, I remember that. I'm really interested to see how they integrate vampires into the MCU. I have a feeling the best way they can do it is with the new Doctor Strange. Uh-huh. And, like, maybe when he's going through multiverses, vampires escape into the... Maybe. They could also just be there the whole time. We actually... Um, before we get too far- uh, carried away, Mahershala Ali plays Aaron Davis, or the Prowler in this movie, is what I was trying to say. But, um... We don't see a lot of different countries in the MCU. Uh, Which, that's also how you could explain once the Fantastic Four get going, how Doctor Doom's been there the whole time. Right. Just be like, oh, it's Latveria, and he's existed for the entire time. Sure, 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 sure. But, uh, yeah, definitely we'll see how Blade uh, ends up going on, but, um, yeah, so, what were some of your favorite parts in this movie, boys? Um, the subway scene, the first subway scene, like, where he gets his powers, right, that's one of my favorite parts in the movie, Mm -hmm. um, the first fight you see with, uh, Peter and Miles against uh, the Kingpin mm-hmm. when Miles is like fresh having his powers and he doesn't know what on earth is going on. Right. Like when it's the original Spider-Man, right? Yes. Yeah. That one definitely, I, it felt kind of like a roller coaster. Um, like at Universal Studios, they have this Spider-Man ride. Uh, the one in Florida has this Spider-Man ride that I really like. Um But, um, yeah, sorry, got carried away. But it definitely felt like one of those uh, animatronic rides where you're in a little car and it's, like, moving you and jerking you around. I know they say that um, Miles is animated or rendered or animated something at, like, half the frame rate as the other characters to show that he is kind of scratchy and not all that confidence in his spider persona. 
until the scene, which is one of my favorite scenes in the movie, where he eventually goes back to Aunt May, gets the suit, gets the shooters, and becomes this version of Spider-Man, yeah. uh, where he is moving fluidly like everybody else. Yeah. Um, another one of my favorite scenes, because... So, one of my favorite scenes was The Leap of Faith, which, I mean... The one that I just said? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can't get much more powerful in an animated superhero film. What's up, Danger? One of my favorite songs from the soundtrack. Which, the soundtrack is just, like, oh my full God. of bops. I, oh. I don't typically like the kind of music that they have on the soundtrack. Like, I would never listen to, like, Post Malone or anything like that, but I just really like the soundtrack. Yeah. Like, Sunflower... Yeah, I'm in the same boat as Alex. It's like like it's typically not my style of music. I'm more of a rock guy, but like the soundtrack and every song they did for it fit to a T. Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, but uh, Walter, I know you said Spider Ham was your uh, breakaway character from this movie. Uh, Bobby, do you have someone like that in this movie? Like, to find Breakaway. Like, what's your favorite character? Duh. Duh. Miles, Miles Morales. Okay. Yeah. He's kind of hard to beat. Uh, I mean, other than that, uh, Spider-Man Noir. Spider-Man Noir is like, pretty good. Definitely oh. top-tier performance by Nicolas, Nicolas Cage. Cage. Next to, you know, Superman and Teen Titans go to the movies. Oh, God. <laughs> Same year? Was it? 2018, right? Yeah, same yeah. year. <laughs> same year. Uh... Also, something those two, uh, uh, not just Nicolas Cage in common, uh, Stan Lee, he, one of his final cameo appearances. Um, <laughs> really sad. Yeah. Um, this is definitely his most me- meaningful, um, not cameo, but most meaningful in memoriam, uh, you know, cameo, where I think he just had Endgame after this. And... Like you were saying, uh, the Jane Silent Bob uh, reboot movie, he has he was supposed to have a longer scene in that. A significant part a to significant where part. Kevin Smith had to actually rewrite the entire final arc of yeah. the film. Definitely, definitely. Uh, was this my... his? Was this his first cameo postmortem? No, Captain Marvel. That's right. Yeah, right. Captain Marvel would be his first uh, post-mortem cameo, and if anything, Teen Titans uh, go to the movies. Yeah, that came, came out, out before this. Yeah, before that. <laughs> Which is really weird. Wait. No, Captain Marvel wouldn't have been his first, because Captain Marvel came out after this. Yeah, oh, okay, Captain Marvel is his... Uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking, because that didn't add up. I was thinking Captain Marvel is his first MCU cameo before this, which is also his second blast. But, um, no, his first post-mortem cameo would be Teen Titans Go to the Movies. Wait, no, because he didn't die before that. He died in 2018. Yeah. 
So this would be his first post-mortem cameo because this came out in December of 2018. Yeah. His uh, first living cameo is Teen Titans Go to the Movies. Which, let's just all let's just all sit on that for a second. <laughs> his final living cameo was Teen Titans Go to the Movies. That's what I just said, yes. Yeah. Um, but definitely one of my favorite cameos with him in it is uh, the Captain Marvel cameo where he's playing himself um, rehearsing for mall rats. <laughs> so I, I love it. I, I, I love because it, it takes place in 95. So that's what he would be doing. Yeah. He would yeah. be getting ready to work on mall rats. Yeah. And that's one of my favorite scenes in mall rats. Yeah. Enough said true believer. But, uh, yeah, we still miss Stan Lee out here in 2020. Oh yeah. You know, but, uh, yeah, aside from Stan Lee, this movie also has a lot of different comic book, uh, I wouldn't say cameos, but homages. Like, um, how this movie, in the beginning, approved by the Comics Code Authority, uh, comic book, uh, Comics Code Authority back in the day, used to police comic books, you can't have sex, can't have, uh, undead creatures like vampires that's why morpheus is morpheus the living vampire not technically a vampire right and that's why blade is half a vampire you know that's what made a lot of stupid rules but um yeah you know the villain always has to lose um his vice uh, the villain uh can't be too cool and has to be punished at the end which if you think about it all that happens in this movie you know uh, there's Green Goblin. He's definitely kind of a mythical creature, but, um, you know, Kingpin gets punished at the end. Uh, Prowler, he looks really cool, but he ends up dead. And uh, definitely a lot of cool cameos there. Uh, definitely a lot to Lord and Miller's work. Uh, I did see a poster for, if you guys remember, the short-lived MTV show Clone High. I don't. Also had a killer soundtrack. Well, it was an MTV show. That's what I'd assume. They had a killer soundtrack. But uh, that could also be a reference to how MC, uh, MC, how MTV had the Spider-Man, the animated series, the first CG Spider-Man show. Was that uh, the one with Drake Bell? No, that was the one with Neil Patrick Harris. Ultimate Spider-Man right. is the uh, Drake Bell one. But um, I, I never watched uh, either of those. I've heard the Neil Patrick Harris one was pretty good. Yeah, it was short lived. I think it only got 13 episodes, too. But um, yeah. And that one was based more on the Raimi movies, mm-hmm. uh, which was also really weird. But um, yeah, but then there's also in Miles's world, uh, there's uh, Coca Sola, a soda which is a take on Coca-Cola, which they show in, uh, I th- uh, they say 616, but it's not 616 for beater, pe- beater, hey, beater. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, for Peter Parker's, uh, for the regular Peter Parker's world, uh, they use Coca-Cola and um, there's one, uh, there's one reference that I really like um, where, it seems to be a sequel to Shaun of the Dead. Have you guys have seen that one? I 
Oh my god, those are... No, 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 that means we can do them, Bobby. I, I know, I know, it just irritates me every time. <laughs> every time. How? How? I just had it, I'm sorry. I don't forgive you. Uh, I forgive uh, It's a pun on Sean, but it's supposed to be, um, not Sean of the Dead, but it is, uh... Oh, From Dusk Till Sean. Which is yeah. supposed to be like a prequel, uh, uh, a sequel to uh, Shaun of the Dead in this universe. Um, I know, uh, I don't know, but there, there's just a lot of stuff. Um, and also, we said the animation, it's supposed to look like a comic book. Things move at different frames, things get blurred. Uh, I do like when we first hear Scorpion talk, and he speaks in Spanish. We get kind of uh, we get the his words translated, and then it says translated from Spanish, which is what they typically do when a character is speaking a different language in a comic book. Hmm. I did not know that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, um, but uh, we should probably uh, talk about the villain of the movie, Kingpin. He's thick, though. He's very thick. Yeah, he... he it, it's the best animated Kingpin I've ever seen, just because I think I busted out laughing really hard in the movie theater when I saw it, right. because he looks so absurd. His head is just in his chest. Another returning Marvel... Uh, Marvel um, uh, actor, though. Uh, Liev Shriver. That's Leo Shriver? That's Leo Shriver. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. Uh, from X-Men Origins Wolverine when he played Sabretooth. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. Uh, he's still better than the original Sabretooth Tyler Maine, but... <laughs> I, re I remember the original Sabretooth. You know they like... wanted him back in Logan. Leo Shriver? Yeah, as Sabretooth and Logan. But they never did... They... Hmm... You know, Logan's a good movie. I'll give it that. I just, I, I just wish we had. What were we gonna say? I said I loved Logan. I okay. thought it was, I thought it was of the X Men, like the movies with those X Men characters. I thought it was one of the best. How could it be one of the best if it only has two of those characters? I said of the ones that have those characters, even like it. Yes, it, it still has those characters. It has Professor X and Wolverine. I needed it to have more than just Professor X and Wolverine. But they're all dead. Okay, then don't make a movie where they're all dead. I'm just saying that, okay, yes, Logan got a good ending. Wolverine got a good, satisfying ending. But we saw what happened after that. We saw Dark Phoenix. We saw how everybody else we got to say goodbye. We don't have to talk about it. I'm talking about it now. We don't have to talk about it. Okay? Yeah, what the freaky who fucking Wolverine got a good ending and so did Professor X, but nobody else, everybody else was fucking robbed and Dark Phoenix sucked all the ass. Actually, Professor X didn't get a good ending because, uh, well, chronologically, yes, but his last on-screen appearance uh -huh. was still Dark Phoenix. Right. Yeah, but that is the last time we do see Professor X. Maybe 
I gotta think. Besides the Deadpool movies, Dark Phoenix is the only X-Men movie that doesn't have Wolverine in some capacity. Maybe the fact that they always gave Hugh Jackman Jackman, uh, cameos as Wolverine is the reason why those movies were passable at times. It was like a a curse or something. I really... The one without Wolverine that I enjoyed the most was First Class. That still had Wolverine in it, but not for much. Yeah, just that one little scene. Right, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's quite a scene. Yes. Hello, I'm Charles (laughs) Xavier, and this is Fuck Off. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, my God. And they call it back to it in uh, Days of Future Past, too, where he's like, oh, I do remember seeing you. And I'm going to tell you the same thing you told me. Fuck off. Or go fuck yourself. Something like that. Yeah, that was that was good. Um, Yeah. But yeah, um, the X-Men series did not go out on a high note. No, no, it did not. But um, yeah, so Liam Schreiber is also in this movie. Um, Lily Tomlin plays uh, Aunt May, which one of my favorite incarnations of Aunt May. Uh, Marissa Tomei, definitely my favorite, especially at the end of Homecoming, my favorite scene in all of the Spider-Man movies. But, uh, and finally breaks the tradition of uh, Aunt May not knowing, or knowing, kind of knowing. She knew in Spider-Man 2. She, Yes. I feel like she also kind of knew in Amazing Spider-Man 2. I'd have to go back and watch. Yeah, I like Sally Field. Sally Field is probably one of my favorite parts of uh, the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Her Aunt May is pretty great. I love Aunt May. Just all incarnations of Aunt May. It's weird. She reminds me of my grandma. And, you know, especially Rosemary Harris in the original uh, Spider-Man movies. Reminds me of my grandma. But, uh, yeah, Aunt May is great here. She, uh, who does she take out with the bat? I think Scorpion? No, she takes out Tombstone with the bat. Oh, that's an accomplishment. It takes a lot to take out Tombstone. Yeah, the guy with the steel skull, yeah. I remember fighting him in the PS4 game. Oh, yeah. He's a fucking bitch in that game. Yeah. Um, right. Uh, we don't get a lot of, um... We don't get a lot of Mary Jane, but she's played by Zoe Kravitz. Really? Mm-hmm. For all of, like, two lines, I think. But Lenny Kravitz's daughter for two lines. Jason Momoa's daughter. Stepdaughter. It's a whole thing, Look at it. So, it's... It, it, so Jason Momoa is married to Zoe Kravitz's mom. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Zoe Kravitz is Catwoman. And, uh, who did I say? Jason Momoa is Aquaman. So, more like Awkward Man. More like Awkward Dad. <sighs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh,. Yeah. Um, so, how did you guys feel about the journey of Miles Morales in this movie? Just to wrap it up so we can talk about a, a couple of more topics. I thought 
his story arc, his character development in the movie was spot on. It was so well done. You care about the character. You care about where he's going. You care about him finally being able to harness his powers and not just have them come out when he's in peril. So I thought it was great. I loved the whole story. I loved Miles in this movie. I thought his journey was excellent. Basically everything that Walter said, except, like, honestly, his journey was a little sped up, but that's kind of what you gotta do. Yeah, it's, uh... Show business. You don't have the time to put it into several months of comics. Right. Um... Okay, so, yeah, I'm going to jump off what you guys said. It's a really good um, origin story for Miles. Uh, definitely, It definitely helps that they get the whole Spider-Man arc there. It takes a little bit away from Miles, because in the comics he did learn this, learn a lot of it on his own. But, uh... it definitely does help speed things along. Cause like, even like I said, I don't think he even shoots webs until the Spider-Man, uh, arc, but, um, yeah, it definitely helps speed him along. And, uh, like we've stated before on the show, we are hankering for some more of this universe and more of these characters. And, uh, that's what we're going to get in 2022. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, a couple of trailers have, um, well, teasers mainly. Um, they're both kind of the same where it is just the Miles Morales logo in different colors. But people have deciphered that those uh, those colors that are popping up are going to be the different Spider-Men that are going to be in this movie. Oh. And I just found a list from uh, comicbook.com saying, hypothetically, what characters will be in this movie based on those logos. Yeah. And I'm going to read them off now. Uh well, obviously we have Miles, right? Spider-Man twenty ninety nine, which we get at the end, played by Oscar Isaac. Love it. Yep, and uh, Japanese Spider-Man. The emissary of hell himself. Is that what his name is? No, that that's his like you know his whole henshin thing. It's I am the emissary of hell, and I shall fight this great evil for the fate of all spiders. Yeah. That, that, that's his thing. Wow. And, and then okay. he's got a he's got a giant robot. Superior Spider-Man. Ooh, the Doc, one that's Dr. Octavius. Doc Ock that's Spider-Man. Neat. That's neat. Um, Scarlet Spider. Spider-Ham. Spider-Gwen. We know they'll be back. Yeah. Uh, Silk. And uh, Bombtastic Bomb Ma- Bagman. Uh, Spider-Punk. And Spider-Man Noir. I'm interested to see what they would do with Spider-Punk. Yeah, that'd be cool. Isn't that another black Spider-Man? I'm not I know that uh, Spider Punk was uh, was brought on for um, the, I think they were they were created for the uh, Spider Verse arc too. Yeah, which I, I know a lot of Spider Men did die in that. Like the Hostess, uh, Spider Man died. Um, I think Manga Spider Man died. Uh, couple of other spider-man died in that 
which, you know, I know this is supposed to be like kids movie, but do you think we're going to see at least one Spider-Man die in the next one? You know, we kind of have to, I feel. I think... Even though we did get the original Spider-Man dying yeah. in this one. And there was, just to save the kids, the quick cutaway from uh, the kill and blow. Oh, God. He just, he encaved that man's chest. Oh, yeah. That was bad. That. So what are you guys' hopes for the sequel? And uh, I'm saying specifically the sequel to this movie. We can talk about what's coming up next for the Sony Spider-Man universe. Uh I think what they officially call it is the Sony universe of Marvel characters. That's pretty long-winded. Yeah, well, you know, I have my opinions about Sony. I love their products, love the PlayStation. Uh, Movies, I could probably take or leave. I like some of the animated movies. I don't think they've made a good live-action movie in a long while. Um, I don't count the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies because that's definitely helped out by Kevin Feige and the crew over at Marvel Studios. Um, I thought Venom was pretty good for what it was. Right. Uh, I can't agree with you on that one, man. Like, I, I, it was a, it was a drag for the first half, but I thought once it picked up, it was a fun time. It was really dumb. You remember that scene where he jumps into a lobster tank and then, like, bites into a live lobster? Do you remember that scene? Or the scene where he's, like, trashing his apartment trying to get tater tots in the oven? (laughs) I'm just going to say... Oh, God. I I know they just announced the title for it, but I forgot about it. Uh, Oh, um, Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage. Uh, I'm hopefully it's better than Woody Harrelson's haircut at the (laughs) or not haircut flat out fucking toupee at uh at the end of the um yeah post credit scene of Venom but uh I think if there's someone to play Cletus Cassidy someone who could play that type of like psychotic serial killer Mm -hmm. it would be Woody Harrelson yeah. I think Woody Harrelson's perfect for Is that Is it because, uh, what's that movie? National, National, Natural Born Killers. Killers. But, uh, yeah, definitely. I love Woody. Um, you know, I would definitely get him to sign Woody Allen's autobiography <laughs> if I had the chance. <laughs> just, just don't ask him about Rampart. Then we, oh, wait, I'm not going to say this because this is coming out before um, uh, Will and Grace. Yeah. So <laughs> I was going to say, all right, in order, uh, uh, just to let you know, because um, Will and Grace will come out after this episode. But uh, we do mention the story with Woody Allen and Woody Harrelson uh, in the Will and Grace review. But that will come out hopefully next week. But, uh, okay, so like I was saying, we can talk about what Sony's doing in a little bit, but uh, what are you guys looking forward to in the sequel to this? I'm looking forward to seeing the progression of Miles, the maturation of Miles. I'm really interested to see if they'll do an arc where his dad finds out he's Spider-Man. I feel like he's going to know by the end of the second movie if he doesn't already have a suspicion now. Yeah. 
Um, I'm also interested, like, like we've talked about, to see what spider people they bring in. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see how they integrate them. I'm, I'd be interested to see if maybe Miles, instead of having everyone travel to his universe... Maybe he travels to another universe or multiple universes. I feel like that's what's going to be the basis of the second one. It's the crocodile hunt. Uh, uh, crocodile hunter. It's the crocodile Dundee thing, where in the first movie, crocodile Dundee is hanging around Los Angeles, but in the second movie, uh, crocodile Dundee, we get to see where he's from, so we go to Australia. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Um, I feel like that's definitely the way they're going to go where they do do some uh, dimension hopping. Um, one thing uh, I'm looking forward to, and I'll actually let Bobby uh, say his thing before I do it. Um, 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 Japanese Spider-Man. Okay, and, that's fair, you fucking weeb. And his uh, giant robot, which is actually a spaceship called the Marveler. That transfer that transforms into this giant robot called Leopardon. Like, like. So please, yeah. please, Sony, if you're listening, give us the giant fucking robot. You guys remember the part in the very first episode of Capacity of the Geek where Bobby said he was a former weeb. He constantly disproves that theory, day in and day out. When he says some fucking weeboo trash shit like that. <laughs> I just want the giant robot. Of course that's, you do. That's all I want. Um, one thing I want and has been talked about and circulated and that nauseum is kind of what everybody wants is uh, Toby, Andrew, and Tom to make cameos. That would be that would be some shit. But I mean, if we got Ezra Miller showing up on the Grant Gustin Flash show, I feel like we can do something like this where yeah. we can get them to come in for like a minute, be like, uh, "Hey, what's up?" or whatever. Like uh, two of them doing British accents, and then uh, Toby McGuire is just gonna be like, "No!" But uh, yeah, definitely, I'd like a cameo of all the Spider-Man pasts. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe PS4 and, uh, yeah. Miles from PS4 can hang out. I have an in. idea, uh-huh. and this would all depend. Does anyone know if the actor that did the voice for Peter Parker in the 90s animated series is Christopher still Daniel alive? Barnes? Yeah. Oh. Christopher Daniel Barnes is still alive. Then they, they could get him for, for it to do that version. Yeah, we could get Christopher Daniel Barnes, um... He was also Prince Eric in Little Mermaid. Really? Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I know he's also on the Golden Girls because I remember in one of my uh, Facebook groups we were talking about that. But, yeah, Christopher Daniel Barnes is definitely still alive, definitely still working, I believe. But, uh, yeah, we could get a bunch of different Spider-Man incarnations. We could get Drake Bell. We could get Neil Patrick Harris. We could get um, – uh, damn it. What's his name? The one in uh, Spectacular Spider-Man. Oh, Josh Keaton. We get Josh Keaton. Uh, I feel like there's just a ton of way to... St- yeah, we... we a, ton of, a ton of ways to... Um, there's definitely 
a ton of different avenues we can go with a Spider-Verse 2, and that's kind of something I'm looking forward to. Yeah, because there's so many different universes in Marvel and specifically Spider-Man universes that we can explore and see and all this and like I would all of his rogues gallery of villains, which I think stands up to Batman's rogues gallery. I would say that Spider-Man is the most recognizable comic book character of all time and possibly the most relatable comic book character of all time. Oh yeah. I mean, people say like Batman and Superman. I mean, yeah, I mean, they're pretty popular, but Spider-Man's the one who brings in the big, you know, merchandising. Spider-Man is, in all sense, that nerdy kid that a lot of us grew up being and a lot of us could strive to, you know, it's the slogan in PS4. Uh, what's the slogan in PS4, Bobby? Be greater. We can all strive to be greater. Yeah. And that's what Spider-Man's supposed to bring in us. Yeah. I, one of the reasons that, much like you, Spider-Man's my absolute favorite superhero. And one of the main reasons is Peter Parker's just so relatable. Like, I can read and I can be like, I see myself in this. And that's really important to bringing in an audience is to have a relatable character that the reader can see themselves in. Right. Um, so in terms of Spider-Man, uh, from Sony, we're mainly getting stuff because uh, Marvel Studios uh, only helps with the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. They can't make any of their own. But um, like we said, they're started development on Spider-Verse 2. Uh, Morpheus is supposed to come out. Jared Leto. Uh, apparently that's going to be in the MCU because we get Michael Keaton as the Vulture. I don't know anymore because, like, it's a standalone Sony, Mm -hmm. but there's Michael Keaton. I don't know if the universes are going to bleed together or what. That's what people are thinking, and it's in the the Venom verse, too. Yeah. I mean, Venom would be in the MCU. There's a lot of contract stuff we're not going to get into. No. But essentially, uh, Venom and Morpheus... Morbius. No, I was talking about that spinoff with Lawrence Fishburne. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Michael Keaton's going to be in it as the Vulture. But no, uh, Morbius, like Morbius the Living Vampire, is going to be... uh, yeah, that and Venom are kind of in the MCU, but kind of not. It's kind of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where, like, it's there unless it wants to, you know, play with the big guys. Then all of a sudden it's not there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And then, uh, like I was telling Walter during one of our breaks, um, there was supposed to be a Black Cat and a Silver Sable, two different films. But they brought them together to be Silver and Black, which I doubt is happening. Just because Sony says a shit ton of stuff like drew goddard was going to do a sinister six movie connected to the amazing spider-man universe uh there was going to be an amazing spider-man 3 where they were going to get 
both Emma Stone and Dennis Leary back despite their characters dying. I think Dennis Leary let slip in an interview there was talks to have them like reincarnated or uh, re no not reincarnated reanimated. Like there was going to be some shit for Spider Man three, but um yeah uh and we don't know what's really going to happen with Tom Holland after the third Spider Man movie. Uh, Far From Home definitely put his, for lack of a better term, balls in a vice. And uh, he's going to be doing some running. Yeah. Um, I assume the next Tom Holland Spider-Man movie is going to be a lot of him trying to avoid someone, whether that be Craven, which would make most sense, or someone else. Who knows? Um, I'm hoping that we get that we get uh, cameos from the other Avengers in in the movie. Like yeah. maybe they're trying to protect him. Right. Uh, I know the person people want. That's probably never going to happen. Is uh, Charlie Cox's version of Daredevil? I would adore that. I think that would be so perfect. Like, especially, like, he would need a lawyer. Yeah. Like, eventually he would need a lawyer, and what better lawyer in the in the Marvel Universe than... Hulk. What better lawyer that's been casted as live action in the Marvel Universe? She's getting a series. Isn't it animated? No, it's... Oh. I thought it was. It's going to be a Disney Plus. Oh. Yeah. Disney Plus. And even if it were animated, I'm pretty sure, like, at this point, they'll shove anything they want into the MCU. True. Hey, But I think Matt Murdock, Matt Murdock and Daredevil would be a perfect fit for the movie. But I just don't see it because if they were going to introduce the Netflix superheroes in, they would have done it with Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah, I think they're pretty much kaput. But um, I guess we're going to have to see. You know, things are tur- uh, things are certainly uncertain in these corona times. But, uh, hey, as of, as of uh, recording, there have been some progress in testing. And, uh, you know, uh, life-saving drugs have been found. So I think I can speak for all of us when I say... There's hope. But uh, let's not dwell on that very longer because we've gone for a really long time here and I'm proud of both of us. Or I'm proud of the three of us. You helped, Bob. That's, that's what I do. You do. Uh, so, boys, thanks for having me. Or, no, hold on. Boys, uh, what do I usually say here? You say something. I do say something. What? What is that something I say? I thank you guys for... Oh, so boys, thank uh, thank you guys for joining me. Thank you for having us. Yeah, anytime, all the time. Not all the time. Don't go that far. <laughs> and uh, till next time, guys. I just washed my hands. That's why they're wet. There wouldn't be any other reason.